after a short hiatus. We had such a busy week last week. I had multiple events that I had to go and film. And then I had a little bit of a Lyme flare-up. Um, if you don't know a lot about Lyme disease, it affects your joints. It affects your central nervous system. It really just kind of inflames everything in your body. It's an inflammatory disease. And I was just inflaming last week. It makes you exhausted. It sucks and drains the life out of you. And right now I'm not on any kind of active treatment. I've gone off all of my ADHD medicine because I was having heart issues. So I'm literally like a squirrel lost in the wilderness right now, you guys. Um, I don't remember anything. And um, I don't know which way is up, which way is down. But I do know that I'm still accomplishing things. And we are crushing life and serving the Lord and loving the Lord. And just going after his whole purpose for us. And... Um, with that, I have a really big wrap-up audition. I'm going to be singing on our praise and worship team at Cross Point City Church here in Cartersville, and I've been trying to kind of go through all of the steps to complete that. I had to do a full background check, which is great because a lot of these ministries are ministering to children, and I love that they make sure our kids are safe and the people that we're bringing in are just you know, using their talents and their gifts and their servant hearts for the Lord and to grow his kingdom. And so that's what I'm about to do today. But we are back with the teacher's lounge and we do have a big prayer request. If you are a praying person, could you please be in prayer for the buyers of our home? As you know, we're selling our house and we've been under contract for um, a couple of months now with the same folks and they're trying to get their house sold and they were under contract. We made it six days into due diligence and their buyers backed out. So if you could just go to the Lord in prayer for us that that um, that the Lord just brings another buyer and we're able to close in the next three weeks, we would so appreciate that. I know we're more than one are gathered. Um, the Lord the Lord definitely is listening and we're faithful that he's got somebody around the corner for all of us. So, this week on the Teacher's Lounge, we're going to be talking to one of my favorite humans in the whole world, my 12-year-old Izzy, Miss Elizabeth. And before I tell you, or before I bring her in, she's um, going to be sharing a lot about her decision to want to homeschool and what our kids are facing from their perspective inside of the school systems right now. Um, Elizabeth is our firstborn. We had her when we were in college. So Matt and I started dating in April of 2010. Yes, in 2010. And of course, we were wild and free and young and living in sin. And so wouldn't you know it, three months later, we found out we're pregnant with our sweet baby Elizabeth, who just came in and saved our lives and taught us so many things at such a young age. Um, we would go on. We met in April. We'd go on to get married in October. So just about six months after knowing each other and not really knowing each other, for being honest. Um, but what a good God we serve in that he knew that he was going to bring these two people together and um, and just move mountains through the two of us. But Izzy was our first mountain that, you know, 
came in and taught us so much about love and life and she just filled a hole in our hearts that we um, didn't realize was there until it was whole again. Uh, Matt probably knew his was there. If, if you stick around, you'll get to hear Matt share his testimony and all the pain and loss and and suffering that he went through at a young age. But Izzy came in and gave Matt the one thing that he wanted, and that was family. And um, so she grew up with us. She was at Emmanuel College with us, and she... Um, was our little mascot. I cheered at Emmanuel and Matt was a baseball player. So we were very busy and shout out to all of my Emmanuel cheerleading friends who are listening because without them, I probably wouldn't have made it through college. We had so many wonderful babysitters and friends who would just come over to the apartment. We lived right on campus with Elizabeth. So she literally grew up on a college campus. Um, We had friends that would come over and watch her during class. I had professors that would let me bring her to to class if, which that's the perks of early childhood education. They love kids. So we were one of just two families on campus that had kids at the time. So it was super special. And she had a lot of people that just loved and adored her. And it was just us for four years before Abigail came along. And then, you know, Izzy is, is such a cool kid in a sense that she's had to share a lot of her life with a lot of people. And some kids could take that and be resentful and she's just got such an open heart and you know where Abby showed up and then very quickly Adam and Chad and Madeline came into the picture and then many of the boys friends have been a part of our family and then our foreign exchange students so our doors are always revolving and we try to make sure that our our firstborn and our baby doesn't get lost in the shuffle and that she feels valued and loved So we're going to go ahead and bring her on and we're going to ask some questions and get to hear the heart of a homeschooling baby who has kind of went through the struggle of middle school and can maybe speak on behalf of some of these kids and what they're experiencing. Welcome to Miss Izzy. Hi, Izzy. Are you nervous? Yes. Yeah, that's okay. It's a little weird just talking into the microphone and getting used to it, but you'll get used to it. You're a rock yeah. star. So, um, today, Izzy, we're just going to talk a little bit about our life and the homeschool and what you're loving, what's hard, what's been an adjustment. Mm-hmm. How has your first year in homeschool been for you? Um, good. It's really different. Um, I don't know, mom. <laughs> So do you're you putting you on the spot? That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> this is real life. So do you like not having to get up super early? Yeah. Is that uh, like one of your favorite parts? Yeah, because you can like stay up later mm-hmm. and get up later. So like it's a win-win. That is a win-win. <laughs> yeah. I have to go in your room and be like, hey, uh, you got to go to bed, kiddo, because yeah. we actually have to function the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, the schedule is very different yeah. because you can actually go places and then do school later mm-hmm. or you can like start earlier than you want, like than normal school, which probably not a very good idea. But. Right. That's way too early for us. <laughs> yeah. We like to sleep in. Well, like 730 is As and girls, we appreciate and value sleep for mm-hmm. sure, don't we? Yeah. So do you feel like you're enjoying homeschool more than regular school? 
Um, yeah, because you don't have to communicate with the teachers and they're yelling because they yell a lot. Mm-hmm. And they get frustrated pretty easily because you could have not done something and then they could easily blame it on you mm-hmm. because they think it's you or it sounded like your voice or they just heard it coming from where you're sitting when it was really not you. So, like, I So then you get blamed, and then yeah. you can't defend yourself. Yeah, and then you, like, if you do defend yourself, you get in trouble. Or another, like, a, another teacher has to come in and bring it to the office or something. Yeah. But that never happened to me, but I did see it happen to a lot of different people in my classes. And you have ADHD like mom. Yeah. For sure. Like, we're (laughs) united in that. How do you think that homeschooling has benefited you as a student, and how has it hindered you as a student? Um, Like, with ADHD? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if you, like, when you're in school, you're put on the spot. You have to answer the question right then and there. If you're not ready to take a test, you have to do it anyway and guess the answers. Um, during homeschool, you can take your time reading and you can like look back in the text instead of like having to take the test right after and like just really things like that. What about like as far as your, is it difficult for you to stay in a desk all day long? Yes, because you get really bored and start like Like, I would just fiddle with things all day. But it really helped when I got in middle school and we could switch classes instead of sitting Mm -hmm. at a desk all day. And that's one thing that helped me. But also, another thing is, if you have to go to the bathroom, you have to stay in that desk. And, like, girls girls cannot hold their bladder, like, really well. So, like, you would have to just sit in a desk for 20 more minutes until they wanted to let you go. And homeschooling, you can just... Go eat a snack or go to the bathroom whenever you want. Yeah, you can stretch your legs. And it's hard for teachers to trust that kids are going to the bathroom nowadays. What were you Mm -hmm. seeing that kids were doing in the bathroom at your middle school Um, that was causing that mistrust in your teachers? Well, can I say? Yeah, you can absolutely say it. Um, They would just go in there and they would do, like, they would vape in the bathroom. They would would start bites and punch people and the teachers... The teachers, like, they don't see that because you're in the bathroom. And then eventually other kids find out and they go get teachers. Um, and, like, just random things like a person could take their phone in there and put their phone over the stall and record you using the restroom. And I watched a TikTok today um, and it was like, at my school, people are going to the bathroom and recording people over the stalls. So every time I go to the bathroom, I get really uncomfortable and I put my hoodie over my legs and like stuff like that did you hear that that happened at your school um no but it could very easily like I've heard not over the stall but I've heard people have like tried to touch them under the stall Mm -hmm. yeah and what about what are some of the crazy things that you saw inside of the classroom from other classmates um well the other day, this doesn't go along with what you just said, but it's a really weird story. Um, the other day, my friend had told me that they were in the classroom and the kid said straight to the teacher's face, I'm going to fight you. I'm going to hurt you. And they got like ISS and um, suspended, I'm pretty sure. It was it was like suspended for a week and ISS. For what grade days. was this? Seventh. Seventh grade. 
Uh-huh. And as far as like, let's talk about the girl that brought vodka in the water bottle. Oh yeah, so she um, bought vodka in a water bottle and she was just drinking it and it, everyone says different sides of the story. It was the teacher could smell it or it spilled on the table and you could like see it. Mm-hmm. And um, and I believe that the teacher like smelt it because if it spilled on the table, it looks like water mm-hmm. still. So um, then after that, everybody had to suffer the consequence and bring clear water bottles for that the next half of the year and Mm -hmm. then it just like stopped and everybody started bringing like stanley's and this year now we can't have straws oh so also i remember one time elizabeth was in sixth grade last year um i had bought her a dunkin donuts some something that's wild to me is that they'll let the kids bring stanley's in and water bottles but if we're running late and we go through the drive-thru and I want to get her some breakfast they won't let her bring it in they'll make them throw it away at the door yeah even if you like have not even took at least a few sips they still make you either sit outside and just people stare at you while you're drinking your drink but also they say you have to sit outside until the bell rings but if you sit outside till the bell rings you get a tardy mm-hmm. so either way they they don't know what they're talking about yeah, it's super frustrating as a parent because um, my daughter's in, at that point, she's in sixth grade. She knows how to drink out of a drink. I know that um, there are students who maybe can't drink responsibly, but yeah. our students shouldn't be punished because other kids are well, acting wild. Um, the teachers in the classroom, like my teacher, um, she would, you would email her and she would be fine with it if a parent asked, but the people outside would not let you. Right. But the people inside would. Right. If you, if the parent asks mm-hmm. and they can clearly see my mom is like watching me walk into the school. Right. So that's the same thing as if my mom were to ask or if she were to blind me and watch me. Right. Walking. So at what point did you start thinking, hey mom, I want to homeschool because, to begin with, I we had considered homeschooling, but it was something that I was really praying about, something that I was like, I don't know if I want to pull my kids out because of the social aspect. But then um, Elizabeth kept coming to me and just reaffirming, like, I don't, I don't want to be, in, I don't want to be in public school anymore. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. What point do you remember making that switch? Um. Well, it was in fifth grade mm-hmm. when. A group of girls, it involved me, but I wasn't a mean girl. A group of girls, which now they're all friends with me, and they're all super sweet. Not all of them are, but some of them are, and they're now super sweet, and I think they've changed. But in fifth grade, I don't think they understand what they were doing. Every week, they would, like, pick someone to make fun of in that group, and it would, like, usually be either me or another one. But it was usually me. Because I would not make fun of people, so then they thought I was like an odd one out and stuff. So um, that's when it really started, and that's when I did switch to private school. But private school is a lot of money and a lot of work. In math, I had to do 80 problems a day, and I had to do, was it three days a week at 
at home, at home and, and two, two days, days in yeah. school and it was a we were working from eight o'clock in the lot. morning to and like five thirty every day on homeschool yeah. days but it got it got a lot better when we started getting used to it but then i just could not do that anymore and i feel like i'm back in that situation with books but it's like a lot better than it was because i'm not doing 80 problems a day i'm doing a lesson and then you, there's like breaks in between and that's another good thing for us kids like back in the day when my mom went to school they would get 15 minute breaks after some classes and like they would get to talk to their friends and socialize but now um it's usually we don't get to socialize if we do when we go to our lockers they tell us to hurry up go back to class why are you socializing um i'm gonna give you a warning and we don't get any breaks and we don't have recess anymore so and the only time they say we can socialize is at lunch but then so, sometimes they make you guys sit silent lunch if you're too loud. Yeah, if we're too if we're talking in class, they make us sit silent lunch. So, what do you like? What do you want us to do? And our locker breaks they can't be more than like a minute and thirty seconds or two minutes, or they come out in the hall and they yell at us. But I did have a teacher who was more on the like soft side, and then I did have he was a boy, and then I had a girl teacher who was really hard on us. She was only hard in the beginning of the year in the middle and and towards the end she got like nicer to us but I don't know if you know what teacher I'm talking about but I also did have a girl teacher who was really sweet but just the breaks also with her she she didn't like us having breaks so we just can't socialize yeah so if you're sending your kids to school to socialize it's not happening They're not getting to socialize. They're not getting to to have healthy conversations. And at what point during the school time do you find that people find time to be bullies? Is it when you're walking into class and you're putting your books down? Um, when we had to wait in line to go to class, like we can't just walk in the class. We'd get yelled at. We have to wait in a line outside the door until everybody cleared the hallway and everyone's in their own line. So that's when everybody would just be mean to each other. Mm-hmm. And like you you would stick up for yourself and because you're not just going to sit there and let them walk over you like you're a mat. So you would just people would stick up for each other and then now they they want to fight each other mm-hmm. and they're mad at each other. And it was usually the boys, the girls not really. And that's also a time when everybody would spill drama mm-hmm. out. So now all they want to like talk about is drama, drama, drama in the class, and this was always fourth period that this was hap- that this would happen. It was just fourth period because every other class they did not do it. So in fourth period, the teacher she she had pick a favorite student because her mom and the teacher were close. So her favorite student she would just tell her the drama all day. And the teacher, I feel like she was just into drama. Like, mm. that's what she cared about. So, you know. So you do feel like you can see that teachers have favorites. Yeah, they definitely do. Yeah. Not all of them, but you can see that they do have favoritism. And I feel like it was just this one teacher that ha- she had just had. She's just not good. So when um, you came home last year and told me, that you had teachers tell you guys to shut up. We don't. We oh yeah, don't, that was also my fourth period teacher. We don't tell people to shut up in our house. That's not. I mean, I don't. We don't talk to you guys like that, do we? Mm-mm. And so 
to go to school and where you're getting your education to be spoken to like that, does it like jar you? What What is your response to that? Um, well, everybody is just shocked. Yeah. Or, or everybody just be quiet because now they seem like, like in, in high school, I understand if you're going to tell your students to do that because they're older and they're more mature and they understand like that, like they just understand that that means that you need to be quiet because in high school, they're about to go to college. They're already basically adults. So, but also it's not right to treat like a, like an adult should not treat a kid like that. Mm-mm. But Nobody should school, treat anybody like that. In high like school, that. I would understand it more than in sixth grade. Right. Because in sixth grade, they said we're already ready to be talked to like that. And we're, we should be, um, in seventh grade, they're not going to put us, like, put us in warnings. They're going to send us straight to the office. And, like, we're only in seventh grade. Like, we're not ready for that. Right. Like, our brains are literally still developing. Like, we don't know, like, half of our life ahead of us. We don't Mm -hmm. know nothing. So, if you were to give a suggestion to administration on how to stop bullying, where where Um, does that begin? Well, in my first peer class, I had some people, I had... You talked about this mm-hmm. in some other podcast. Um, some other people had like, like been talking, and the teacher told me to write names down. And that's like a tough situation to put a kid in, because you know, like that you could have brought another teacher in here, and they could have handled that instead mm-hmm. of putting a student in, student in that situation. How you know people are these days, so. Um, they they had taken the boy right to the office that if you haven't heard the story then you can go back into podcast but um the boy that was being really rude um he had went to the office and then when he came back he sat straight back down where he was there was no like nothing restricting him from anything and he had just went back like there was no consequences Mm -hmm. and so yeah what you said um my advice would be to change like to put change into what you're doing because you're here you're not just here for education you're also here to teach like teach them about the real world and how you're supposed to um like function yeah like how you're supposed to function and develop their brains on what is right and what is wrong. So, so what they're doing more consequence. They're yeah. not giving consequence. Yeah. And going to school till four is crazy because me, I do four subjects. Like PE is kind of understandable, but like some other ones are just you don't need that. Like right. you it's just it's there. a waste of time. Yeah. It's so I could get my schoolwork done in two and a half, three hours. Mm-hmm. While they're there for eight, nine, nine, eight I don't know. Yeah, eight seven hours. Out, yeah, a day, um, just to do six classes, mm-hmm. that they're half of them are not even needed. So in my homeschool, another thing that I like is that while you're doing your work, you're just not doing copy work, and you're you're mm-hmm. not doing. Sometimes you are because it's needed, but you're not just doing some busy random, work. Yeah, you're not doing busy work just to keep you busy. You're actually learning. So when we do it, we would be on a subject for a month, mm-hmm. like the same exact thing, and then we'd stop, 
and then we go straight back to it. Like, we already learned this, and you're just wasting our time. Mm -hmm. Like, we're supposed to learn all these things, and now, like, 180 days for school, that's a lot of days. I feel like we could have a shorter year. Mm -hmm. Like, in my home school, another good thing is you can do it all in 90 days. Yeah. Either 90 or 180. So, like, you could have early summer, and you could do summer for a while. Mm-hmm. And we get to make our own schedule, which yeah. is great. Like, if we don't want to do homeschool, we just don't do homeschool that day. And it's yeah. nice. Like, if we need mental health commit. days, we're like, okay. Another thing about homeschool I like is that on Fridays, you don't have science. And sometimes you do because you need it. But on Fridays, sometimes you don't have any work to do. And sometimes on just, like, random days of the week, you, you don't have, like, work to do. And it's, like, a uh, either a study day or just, like, no work. Mm-hmm. Mental health days because yeah. we have to take care of our mental health just as yeah. much as um, growing our brains and learning concepts. I think one of the most fun things about homeschool for me is the freedom to just have yes days or the freedom uh-huh. to just go have mom and daughter time and go get mm-hmm. our nails done. Or- and like right now, I couldn't have been doing this podcast mm-hmm. unless I was homeschool. Yeah, we get to do a lot of cool things yeah. and experience and, and you know, we're going to be traveling soon and so... One of the fun things in our family is we want to have hands-on learning experiences. Mm -hmm. So if we are studying um, a specific part of history, we want to go visit museums. We want to go have tangible. Izzy is like me where she's a kinesthetic learner. She likes to be hands-on. She's a visual learner. So like seeing things, having the ability to understand like the prohibition or going to a prohibition museum and seeing that. It's just a whole different um, understanding that she's gathering. Yeah. Also, what helps me is reading the Bible. During mm-hmm. school, they don't talk about God. And here, I go to a um, Christian homeschool. Mm-hmm. So they're always talking about the Bible. They always say, Lord God. And, like, I have to read my Bible, a part of my schoolwork. Mm-hmm. So that helps me a lot with understand, like, understanding and just growing. Mm-hmm. Because the Bible talks a lot about treating people and friendships and, like, just a lot of things that help. Like, heart issues. Mm-hmm. Not only are we growing your mind, we're growing your heart. We're growing yeah. your, your understanding of Christ and who he is and what he does for us. So, that's awesome. If you... Hold on. She keeps touching the microphone and, <laughs> and it makes noises. Can you not do that, kiddo? It's um, not facing me. So if you could give advice to parents who are thinking about homeschooling their children from your perspective, say you are the child who is like really wanting to be homeschooled, but mm-hmm. parents aren't listening. What would you, what would you advise them as parents? Um, to have an understanding because a lot of parents are like, well, back in my day, it was not like that. So I don't like believe you or I'm just going to trust like myself and what teachers. this, yeah. And what the school is saying. Um, but it like school has changed a lot since back then. Like now it's really just reading, reading. It's not like actually looking or if it is actually looking, it's a 30 minute video that you have to do a question. Yeah, you have to do a worksheet about as it goes. They can't replay it back, or like as the video is going, you have to write the answers down as it's answer on top of answer on top of answer, and you're just trying to go go go. So, like 
that's another reason why homeschooling is good. But yeah, that that so does that answer your question? A little bit, but if if you I think that I would say listen to your child. That you guys yeah, are feeling you, really real feelings. And if your child is oh, saying, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. I want to homeschool, l- hear them. They're not, like, if if they're expressing that want, there's a reason behind it. And they may not be comfortable telling you. It's hard to come home and say, hey, I'm the kid that people don't like. People make fun of me. That's not what kids want to tell their parents. But it doesn't matter if you're skinny, tall, short, um, chunky. They will find any reason to make fun of you and make your life miserable. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, another, like, part for your question about, like, hearing your kid, you, like, you wouldn't want to put your kid through that because if you, like, really, if you really love your kid and you trust your kid, like, you, you're not going to want to put them through that stuff. And that's another thing. My mom, my mom loves me, like, a lot. So I do love you a lot. So she always trusts what I'm telling her. Mm-hmm. And like she doesn't just put it aside like like go through one ear and out the other and not care like, you know. Yeah, I I definitely love you with my whole heart, kiddo, mm-hmm. and I just I want you to be in a place where you're happy mentally mm-hmm. and that you love yourself. I don't ever want anybody to have the ability to tell Izzy that she's anything but fearfully and wonderfully made and that she's made in Christ's image and that to have to send her to school to learn math and for her to come home and somebody pick her body apart and her face and her teeth and her clothes and her shoes that's not why I'm sending my kid to school I'm sending my kid to learn Mm -hmm. and when the learning stopped happening and the bullying took over that's when we had to take parental control and make hard choices to homeschool and it It was a hard choice at the time, but now it's the best choice that we've made because every day I get to be with my kids. And I remember back as they were younger, I always felt like, man, I just need a break. I wish my mom would come and get them. And and like, I don't want breaks for my kids now. I'm like, I I want my kids all the time because they're such good kids and they're getting that one-on-one attention that they need. So they're not longing for attention. So they're comfortable in their own space. They can be in their rooms and do their own things without want want need need because they are full their hearts are full they have attention um we're we're living life side by side and i think that's the most fun part of like Uh taking that control back for your family we get like four years back with our kids because we chose to homeschool yeah um and if you're not listening to your kid and you're interrupting them and you're trying to change their mind on everything you like they say and you want to just have it your way your way and your kids don't feel heard and they don't feel like they have a purpose talking to you. Mm-hmm. So, they so stop now, talking. yeah, so they stop talking to you and that just you don't want your kid to grow up feeling not heard and now she feels like everybody that's just a normal thing to not be heard for everyone and everybody can just treat her like that or him or whatever. Um that's a great truth, Izzy. That's so true because yeah. If you don't allow your student that safe place to communicate, they're going to stop. And they're going to suffer in silence. And when they really need you, you're not going to be there. They're going to be crying themselves to sleep by themselves. Mm -hmm. And um, I watch Super Nanny. So I see how these kids, they, like, there's this one kid. She goes to school 
and she comes home and her dad isn't there for her. Her dad's just at work and when he comes home, all he does is pick fights with her, fights with her, fights with her. And she said she just doesn't want her dad in her life anymore because he never listens to her. It's just always he talks over her and he gets the last word and he's just picking fights with her. Like, and she said her dad makes her feel ugly because he's always saying he wants it, her hair this way, her body this his her body his way, and she just doesn't like it. So she said she wants to go live with someone else, and that's how a lot of kids feel like now. They feel like they can't, they just can't trust their parents and they can't talk to them. And when they do try to talk to them, all they're like is, what, what do you want? Or just Or they're mean. too busy. Yeah, or I'm busy right now. Can we talk later? Or their kids, they, they just think they can do whatever they want now. So the parents just don't care. They're not like punishing the kids because when a parent is yelling at their kid, their kid and they say stop yelling at me when their kid yells back your your kid's going to communicate to you how you communicate to them so if they're trying to tell you i want to be homeschooled i want to be homeschooled and you're just like no 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 you're not listening mm. and that's 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 so true izzy mm-hmm. that's ex- that's such wise words and um from a 12 year old do do you what what do you feel like if you could we're going to we're going to cut this after this, if you could give one piece of parenting advice, if if you could talk to all the parents in the world and, and tell them one thing, what would you tell them? To have open arms. Mm, that's good. And to not push, to not break your relationship up with your kids and, you know, have open arms when your kids need you, when they need, like when they're sad, they need a hug. You, you don't want to just be like, oh, are you okay? Okay, that's good. Or okay, maybe well, ask I hope... more than once. Yeah, ask... are you sure you're okay? Do you need a hug? Mm-hmm. Or that's just like a really good parent. Just listen. Mm-hmm. Just don't want it your way. Your way. Like if you're a perfectionist and you always want it your way, say you're always just cleaning the house. You're not spending any time with your kids. Mm-hmm. Or you like that's the reason why we're moving into our RV because mm-hmm. my mom's just always cleaning instead of having like she could have so much more time with us than just cleaning cleaning Mm -hmm. so just always have open arms always wanting to spend time and have fun with your kids yeah that's a that's my more time our time more time our time is limited and that's the biggest reason why we're getting one of the biggest reasons um the ministry has pulled us out of this house is because we're we're seeing how much of my time is going into things that are not valuable. I don't want to have to clean a 5,000 square foot house. Mm -hmm. I want to play games with my kids and I want to go hiking and we want to adventure. And so we're taking things off of our plate that are preventing us from taking advantage of this time with our kids. So that's great advice, Mm -hmm. Izzy. And to be a good influence. If you're not a good influence, your kids are going to reflect on what you're doing and they're going to go do that too. Mm -hmm. And then you can't get mad at them for doing it because because you're doing it too. You're doing it too. They are what they they see and Mm -hmm. what they're a part of. And so like Izzy said, if you're yelling at your kids, they're going to yell back. They're going to yell back. Because that's that's all they know. They know what you do is what they're going to do mm-hmm. because you're their influence. You're you're what they're around all the time. Mm-hmm. So if you're like being very bad around your kids and you're letting them do all these things that they shouldn't be doing, like vaping, some parents just don't care. Like in my school, well, in the school district um, here, the, the parents don't care and that's the reason they do all this. Mm-hmm. 
And then so they just, just bring it onto your kids. And yeah, so your just kids be, are influence. be influence, uh, a good influence. And talk to your kids about problems instead of just asking, are you okay? Okay, well, go to your room. Right. Just go figure it out. Like, talk to them. That's great stuff, Izzy. Well, I... I'm so glad that we got to sit down. This was fun, huh? Yeah, it was. We, we got to have Izzy on for Parenting yeah. 101 more because yeah. she is bringing the truth bombs, aren't you? Yeah, I, I feel like I don't know how I know all this stuff. I just know. Like, I just do. But it's just there. God is such a provisional mm-hmm. God, and he uses us as vessels. And you don't know who's going to hear mm-hmm. our podcast today, and they're going to reflect on it and be yeah. like, this really cool 12-year-old and gave me great parenting Yeah, it's advice. not just me. If you go in the Bible, the Bible talks a lot about parenting and what you should do, discipline. Mm-hmm. So just get yourself a Bible. Like <laughs> That's right. Helpful. Get yourself a Bible yeah. and seek God's guidance. Yeah. And he's he's the perfect example of like, who and how we should be. You can't afford it. If you go to the thrift store, there's some Bibles there. Listen, you show up at church. They'll give them to you for free, won't oh, they? Oh, yeah. No, the church or the thrift store does too. Do they? That's what Brookie told me, yeah. That's cool. So just go there, guys. Awesome. Well, we hope that you guys have the best <laughs> rest of your week. Mm-hmm. We always love you and we're praying for you and we will catch you next time be a good parent class dismissed